Good morning. Everybody shake off the rain. Let's stand up and sing together. your heads and pray with me. Dear Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you're our king, that you're our savior, and that you've given that strong, amazing love to us, Lord. Whether we deserve it or not, we always have your grace and your mercy, and we are so thankful for that. Lord, we're thankful for the rain, and we're thankful for the chance to be washed clean and new and fresh so that we can just spend our week with you with, with no complaints and with no, no bothersome things, Lord, because you've washed all of that away. We can just praise you with all of our heart and with all of our soul, and we are thankful for that. Lord, be with us this morning and for the rest of the week. In your name I pray. Amen.
turn and say hello to someone sitting near you and children come forward to join us for a few moments of sharing. close and personal today, Eli. How are you? Good. All right. Look here. What do you think this might be? A present? A gift? Do you guys like to get gifts? Yes, I like to get gifts too. Now, if I brought this to you and said, do you want this gift? Emily says, yes. I'm going to tell her, give me $20. Is that a gift? No, a gift is unconditional. We give it to someone just out of our heart, out of our kindness, and we shouldn't expect anything bad. Now, I know each one of you probably had a gift that you liked the best. What was one of your favorite gifts? The Xbox 360. Xbox 360, pretty cool. What was yours? A laptop. A laptop. You know, when I was a little girl, my favorite gift, and I still remember this to this day, all the other girls had asked for Barbie dolls and so on. She loves, Caroline loves Barbie dolls. Guess what I asked for? There was a movie called Star Wars. I've seen that. You've seen it? Well, you do. Well, guess what? That's what I wanted. I wanted Darth Vader. I don't know what that says about me, but that is what I wanted. And guess what? I got it. Oh, and I love that Darth Vader. I carried that around everywhere. Oh, goodness. So we get together and play sometime, Eli. Wouldn't that be exciting? All right, now, but today. All right, that's a good movie, too. All right, I'm glad you like it. There we go. All right, now, but today I want to tell you about one of the greatest gifts of all time, one of the sweetest gifts of all time. And this gift was given to us by God and Jesus, and that is eternal life. Do you know what that means? Our life. Our life, eternal life up in heaven. Now... The Bible says, and I bet Caroline, you probably know this, John 3.16, do you know that? For God so loved... Oh, for God so loved the world that he gave his uh, one and only son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And do you know who that gift is for? Everyone here, for all of us. And that is the greatest gift that we can receive. Now, when someone gives you a gift, is it polite to ask, well, how much was that? Mm-mm, that's not nice to do. But you know what? God tells us about this gift. And the cost was great. 
because Jesus had to die for our sins. Yeah, that was the greatest gift we can ever receive so that all we have to do is accept and believe in Jesus. So he was willing to die so that we can have eternal life. Now, is that not just the greatest and sweetest gift? Well, I have a little sweet gift for you guys. After this, after we say our closing prayer, you can go back and see Riley over there, okay? So let's pray. Thank you, God, for the greatest gift of all. Thank you for Jesus who loved us so much that he gave his life and gave us the greatest gift, eternal life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I tell you, if you want to make me lose track of what I need to do, you put a real pretty girl on the front row, and Bailey's driving me crazy this morning. <laughs> isn't, she, isn't that little yellow flower sitting on the front row? Just as uh, cute as she can be. Um, good to see all of you um, as we come together for this time of worship. Um, if you're visiting with us, we're glad to have you here. And hope that your children enjoy their sweets so they'll be wound up for the rest of the day. Uh, but anyway, we are glad to have you here and hope that you can stay for other activities of the day. Um, Sunday school at 10 o'clock. Worship in our remodeled, somewhat remodeled sanctuary. Uh, we got a new carpet put in and a rearrangement at the front a little bit. Uh, that's at 11 o'clock today, so we invite you to be here for that. Uh, and come back to be with us as often as you can. Do you have a prayer request today? We invite you to write something down on an index card, and we will share your prayer concern with everyone here and join you in praying. We just need you to raise your hand so we can get you a, an index card, and then I ask you to write something down that I can read and repeat. <laughs> and uh, we will join you in, in that prayer. The, the youth are away this weekend on a retreat up at uh, Awanita camp and will be coming back by way of... You know, I know that. I know that, and I don't know why I said it otherwise. Like I said, they're up at camp Awanita. I mean, Awanita. And uh, uh, I think I had a friend who we used to make make fun of it and saying it that way. <clears throat> anyway, but anyhow, they, uh, they're up there at Awanita, and they will be coming back by uh, Slater, Andy's church, and, um, and be there for the worship service this morning. There will be no youth program tonight because of the retreat. However, we will be having um, the confirmation class for the uh, youth that are in that, in that program. Uh, Eric, I believe, has an announcement to bring to us at this time. And I have a bunch more, I'm afraid. Good morning. Uh, on behalf of the Cross Training Sunday School class, we would just like to thank everyone for being a part of our annual dinner. Uh, it was a huge success, as always. Uh, God continues to be amazing and uh, bless our church. And with that being said, we just uh, want to present this check for 
$2,512 to Arthur from the Cross Training Center. Thank you. <laughs> Mr. Finance Chairperson, would you like to come get this or something? <laughs> That's why I'm calling I'll get it to you in a minute. But uh, anyway, we do thank the cross trainers for that uh, wonderful thing. We enjoy it every, uh, every year. We were in the not-so-newlywed game, and guess what? Penny and I had been married the longest, and we scored the worst. That's typical, I guess. Um, let's see, other announcements. Kids, remember that there will be regular Sunday night program tonight for children. Uh, some of our children's Sunday school classes need teachers for the upcoming months of April and May. If you're willing to help out, please check the sign-up sheets outside the children's classrooms to volunteer or else see uh, Katie Jeter for more information. Our annual Easter egg hunt extravaganza is set for 2 p.m. on Saturday, April the 7th. Please mark your calendars and plan to join us for an afternoon of fun. And don't forget, bring your Easter basket. Um, Methodist men announcement. Um, Methodist men invites all men, their fathers, sons, sons-in-law, grandsons, nephews, and friends to the Men of Valor Retreat, March 31 through April 1st at Hickory Knob State Park on Lake Thurman. Cost is $85, uh, great opportunity for fellowship and a great program, so we hope the men will turn out in full for that. Tomorrow is the deadline for Easter lilies. If you would like to give an Easter lily and place it here or in the sanctuary, either one, um, uh, on Easter, in honor or, or in memory of someone. Newsletter deadline is Wednesday, and June is back, hooray. Uh, administrative board meets today at noon. Uh, and next Sunday morning, you're in for a treat, because I'm not preaching. Thank you for holding your applause. Now, uh, I know lots of you try extra special to be here when, when good, Bob, good old Bob Goulart is preaching, and so we worked that out, and Bob will be with us next week. And, Hope you'll be here uh, to hear him as he shares the word with us. Did I get all the prayer cards? And did I get all the announcements? Let us uh, join our hearts together in prayer. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you for this day. We're thankful for your love for all of us and for your world. And these are our special prayers for this day. We pray for healing for Jane Berg and that the doctors can identify the problem and treat it, treat it successfully. We pray for a granddaughter, Caroline King, who has an unresolved health issue. We pray for a friend who struggled with ovarian cancer for the last seven years and who's just passed away at 38 years of age, and we pray for her family and friends. We pray for Grandpa McMill for finding friends in a retirement home. We pray for Candace Charping, who is going to Asia as a missionary. 
We pray for Nancy Kiefer and her sisters and the loss of their brother and for all those struggling with cancer. We pray for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. And we pray for comfort and healing for Martha Gibson, Michael Haas, and Joan Wallace. And we pray for good results for a medical test for a loved one and strength and peace throughout this scary time. Lord, these are our prayers that we join together in one heart and one mind to bring into your presence and before your throne. And we pray that your will would be done and these prayers would be answered. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed as he has taught us to say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We forgive those who trespass against us. We just not as a temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Three sixteen. Hard to come up with a inventive title um, but John 3.16 is the verse for today I'm actually starting at uh, verses at verse 14 and reading through verse 21 just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert so the son of man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Whoops. Back it up. There we go. Whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes to the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Here ends the lesson. Before I start, Lynn, when did we go before the district committee? Was it last week or week before that? Week before that. Lynn has been approved as a certified candidate for ministry in the United Methodist Church. That means that somehow she, told, she convinced them that she wasn't totally insane. That's part of what you have to do. So uh, we're proud of her, and that's great. <clears throat> there was a, a day in Sunday school when I was growing up where children were practically forced by their Sunday school teachers to memorize verses of scripture. The way they did that was, Arthur, stand up and give me a verse. Jesus wept. Very good. You know, that's always a good one. 
A friend of mine memorized his favorite verse. Yeah, let me back up. A friend of mine memorized his favorite Old Testament verse, which was Ezra 9, 3. And that is this. He's a lawyer today. See if you can figure that out. And when I heard this thing, I ripped my garments and my mantle and plucked off the hair of my head and my beard and sat down dumbfounded. That was his favorite verse. We children were duly impressed. But everyone knew and memorized the verse of King James, John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That was as important for us to learn as the Apostles' Creed was. And as you might suspect, this verse was a confession of faith in the early church. It has been called the gospel in miniature form because all other details of the gospel story flesh out from this one simple statement. And it has also been said that if this is all we had in our New Testament, we'd be very poor, but it would contain enough of the information that we needed to know about the New Testament. The first thing I want you to notice is that Jesus is the one doing the talking here. He is the one who said, John 3, 16, look who's talking. According to the writer, John, these were not words that somebody else said, but words that Jesus said. Now, all the, the Bible passages are important, I realize, but to me, none of the verses of Scripture are quite as heavy and weighty as the very words of Jesus. If, if I didn't have time to read but one thing, I'd read the red letters in the red letter Bible to see what Jesus actually said. In some ways, it's like a Bible inside the Bible. Uh, how do we know that God loves us? Because God's son, Jesus himself, said so. And he ought to know how his daddy feels. Therefore, we're not left to think uh, things out by ourselves or depend on what somebody else says about our worth as a human being, or how we feel at a particular time and place. We have the very words of Jesus to assure us that God loves us. And it's not just us that God loves. God loves the world. Jesus was given by God to the world as a token and pledge and proof of his love for us all. And God gave Jesus because of love. Please notice that God didn't send Jesus into the world because he was angry. Jesus said God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world. Some people seem to believe that God was so angry at us for our sin that he had to beat up on somebody for a while to feel better. And so he took it out on the person of Jesus Christ. Well, it's certainly good news to us who stand in the presence of God and feel guilty and afraid to hear the good news that Jesus took our punishment for us, but Jesus did not suffer at God's hands because God was mad at us. He suffered to show us that God loved us. Neither did God have to have his mind changed or his feelings changed toward you and me. 
God wasn't the one that needed to be reconciled. We were. We were the ones out of step. We were the ones that needed to be changed. But God so loved the world that he had never stopped loving us for a second in spite of our open rebellion against, against him. God loved the world. But the problem was that we didn't know this. We thought that God was mad at us. Have you ever noticed that whatever you think is reality to you? And if someone thinks that you're mad at them, that's the way they respond to you. We act like it's true, even if it is not. Author Hal Lindsey, uh, who wrote those books about late great planet Earth and all those back in the 70s, told about a time when he was in seminary and he borrowed some money from a friend, promising to repay the loan within a week. Well, a week went by, and he didn't have the money. Two weeks went by, he still didn't have the money. A month went by, and now he was going out of his way from one class to the other to make sure that he just would not run into his friend. Finally, they were walking across campus, and there was no escape. He bumped into his friend. The friend said, okay, Hal, what in the world is going on with you? And Hal said, it's that money I owe you. I can't pay you right now. And the friend said, Hal, I haven't changed. I don't feel any different toward you than I did before. I know that if you had the money, you would pay me back. But I want you to know the money doesn't mean that much to me. Your friendship does. Your friendship means a lot to me, and I want you to know I'm still your buddy. Hal Lindsey wrote, for three weeks, I had been going around thinking that he was mad at me, but it just wasn't true. He was still my friend. God isn't mad at us either. We just thought that he was. But God gave the world Jesus as a pledge and guarantee that he had never stopped loving us. Then John 3.16 tells us that God loves the entire world. God's gracious forgiveness is big enough to encompass the entire world. And when Jesus died, his death was enough for every sin that had ever been committed by everybody. It wasn't like God took a thimble out and measured just enough. I know how many people are going to respond to this, so I'm not going to waste too much of my love. I'll just pour out barely enough love to cover those that will respond. No, God bathed this planet in his love lavishly splashing his love everywhere and his grace is sufficient to cover every person who would ever, ever live on this planet. Jesus died for all the sins ever committed and so God has made provision for everyone to be pardoned and forgiven. The work is finished. The appropriation of that work into our lives is what's going on in our day. It's the, the accepting what already is that goes on now. One of the last seven words on the cross was, it is finished. That's a wonderful little old Greek word that we learned, uh, tetelestai. See, I can pronounce that. I just can't say I want to talk. But tetelestai um, was a term used in commerce. And if you had a bill and you paid it, it was written on the bill uh, to tell us die. 
debt paid in full. When Jesus died on the cross, he said the Hebrew word that translates to telestai, it is finished. God's grace was finished in our lives. It was done. The work to reconcile us was done here and now. And all we have to do is appropriate that into our lives. The great tragedy all around us is that there are people out there that have been pardoned by God and they have no idea. They don't know it. They haven't brought that reality into their lives. They don't know the war is over. And it's our privilege to go and announce the good news to them. Have you ever heard the man's name, Hiro Onodo? I'm not good pronouncing Japanese names either. Hiro Onodo. He was a second lieutenant in the Imperial Japanese War, uh, Army during World War II. On December the 26th, 1944, he was sent to the Philippines, to Lubang Island, ordered to do everything he could to stop the advance of their enemy. His orders stated that under no circumstances was he to surrender until the supreme officer, his captain came back, his uh, uh, commanding officer came back to relieve him from duty. So when the war in the Pacific ended that following August, Onoda and three others didn't get the news, and they fled up into the mountains and continued their guerrilla attacks against the enemy. One day they came across a leaflet on the ground that said the war was over, and they laughed and said it's just allied propaganda, and they went ahead and continued fighting. In 1952, letters and photographs from their families were dropped from the airplane into those mountains, but the three remaining fighters concluded that this was another trick. In May of 54, one of the soldiers was, was killed, but the other two remained loyal to their orders. Finally, in February 1974, a young man from Japan named Suzuki came from the Philippines in search of Onoda and found him. But the soldier still refused to believe it, saying he would only obey an order to put down his weapon if it was issued by his superior officer. So Suzuki went back to Japan, and with the government's assistance, he found Onoda's old superior officer, Major Tanunjia. Oh, my, what wonderful names. And they flew to the Philippines in March of 1974, and they formally relieved Lieutenant Onoda of duty in 1974. His fellow soldier, the final holdout, was captured a few months later. The war had been over almost 30 years, but these men didn't have any idea so that they could change their behavior accordingly. Some people live like they don't know that the war with God is over. The alienation is done. It was done 20 centuries ago. They don't know that they can come home to God now and live in peace. Christ gave his life as proof of that. The cross is the announcement that all is forgiven. You can go home. Jesus said that God loves the entire world. But does that mean that love is so general that it doesn't apply to us individually or is not special to us? You know, I told you that uh, most days my breakfast 
is prepared for me by a lovely lady who just continually calls me darling and sweetheart. And as I've said before, we're so lucky to have a Waffle House nearby. But you know, that lady calls all the men honey and sweetheart. She even calls Chuck Wallace that. So it really doesn't mean that much to the two of us. If everybody is sweetheart, is it special? Jesus seemed to anticipate that question because after proclaiming God's love for the entire world, he brings it home to you and me. He says, whosoever, whosoever you are who believes, to God, every one of us is his whole world. And he would have sent Jesus here if only one of us would believe. God's love can be likened to the sunlight that can warm the entire world, but can ripen one flower or one plant uh, in your backyard. A man from China was named Lo, and he became a Christian and was reading the New Testament for the first time. And when he got to the closing words of Matthew 28, he got all excited because he said, I see my name in the Bible. It says, Lo, I'm with you always. The good news is that each one of us is named Lo, and God is with us always. Then Jesus tells us that he came to earth because God didn't want us to perish. It's great to know that God is the great rescue, rescuer who doesn't want anyone to perish. And we United Methodists don't believe that God predetermines some to be lost and others to be saved. We believe that God wants everyone to come to know him. He wants us all to have eternal life. He wants us all with him. God so loved the world. He's not mad at us. He gave his only begotten son as a token of his love and forgiveness that whosoever, each one of us, who believes in him will not perish, but will have that quality of life here and now that is known as eternal life and the life to come and eternity. Amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith in God together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated and let us worship God as we give our morning offering. Find your love along the broken road. 
stand and sing with us.
Now may you go forth from here as ambassadors of Almighty God, going forth into the world to proclaim peace and forgiveness, and that the war is over. Have a great week.